You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, welcome to episode 233 of the Soul Forge podcast. This is a special repeat episode. It's the final episode of the year of 2021. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, I'm just not feeling it right now. So I'm going to do a special repeat episode of episode 132, which was the final episode of 2019. So other than this little introduction here, you're going to hear exactly what you would have heard two years ago, except uh, the Earth Station 1 promo I have updated to be the one that's currently in circulation and not the one from two years ago. So... Am I coming back next week with a brand new episode? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I am starting to feel a little bit better, but I still need a little bit of a break from Soulforge and life in general, I think. But uh, we'll just have to play it by ear, see how it goes, and uh, I guess that's about all for now. Uh, So yeah, just uh, if you've heard this episode already, well, that's fine. And if you've never heard it, I hope you enjoy it. It's one of my favorites. I spent a lot of time editing it and putting it together and all that kind of stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, As always, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com for any feedback. Uh, But without further ado, here is your episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Soul Forge. A place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, it's Sean back at you again with another exciting episode of Soulforge Podcast. This time, it's our year-end review. We're going to wrap up the year 2019. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to look back at what I have learned in the last 12 months, what I've tried to learn, that kind of thing. This is probably the last episode of the year. I know there's one more Thursday in the month, but that's Boxing Day. So I was thinking we might take a week off at the end due to holiday reasons. You never know. Maybe something will come out. Maybe uh, a guest will appear and it'll be such an amazing episode that I just have to release it. But probably not. So we're going to wrap up the year right now. It was the year of fire. The year of destruction. The year we took back what was ours. It was the year of rebirth. The year of great sadness. The year of pain. The year of joy. It was a new age. It was the end of history. It was the year everything changed. And we'll come back next year, uh, the first week of January, with probably a cheesy title episode like 2020 Vision or something like that. I haven't decided yet, but we'll see. All week I was thinking, what am I going to do for this wrap-up episode? Is that what I want to do? Do I want to talk about what happened over the year? Do I want to talk about the things I've learned? Do I want to have a guest spot? And... Basically, I came to the conclusion that this will be a solo episode to wrap up the year. And what brought me to that is, in a weird 
twist of fate, a random occurrence of events, I don't know what you call it, I kept coming across the name Murphy. In the latest episode of the Rusted Robot podcast, we talked about, uh, I think it was a comic book artist named Sean Murphy. Also went and visited my buddy Renee, and I met his dog for the first time, finally, and the dog's name is Murphy, and it got me thinking about Murphy's Law. And then I was thinking, hmm, some people live their life by a series of laws, or rules, or that kind of thing, and then I was thinking about all the different kind of rules and laws and stuff that there are. And I came up with a bit of a list. There's Murphy's Law, of course, which started the whole thing, and that says basically uh, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I don't want to live my life according to that. And then I was thinking about Occam's Razor, which says uh, all things being equal, the simplest explanation is usually the proper one. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty uh, succinct and, and nice. Uh, and then I was thinking, as I often do, about Star Trek and Leffler's Laws. Ashley Judd played uh, Commander or Lieutenant or whatever, Robin Leffler, and she lived her life by a series of Leffler's Laws. Mm, I don't want a whole series of laws. Uh, and then I was thinking about Robocop, because he's Murphy. Murphy, it's you. Alex Murphy became Robocop, and he had the prime directives. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. Directives are like laws or commandments. And I was thinking, well, then there's the Ten Commandments. And everybody should, I guess, live their life according to the Ten Commandments. You know, don't uh, don't cover your neighbor's wife and don't kill people and that kind of thing. Further on in Star Trek, they have uh, the rules of acquisition, which uh, the Frangi are basically greedy and looking for money. And they have 285 rules that they live their life by. The ninth rule of acquisition clearly states that opportunity plus instinct equals profit. The risk of the road, the greater the profit. 60 second rule. There's a couple of them right there. This episode, by the way, is probably going to be filled with random inserted uh, quotes and song lyrics and all kinds of different things from movies and television and whatever. Uh, just because I, yeah, I feel like doing a lot of editing this week for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, I was thinking, what is Sean's Law? It has to be something uh, smart, funny, exquisitely crafted, beautifully produced. It, it makes you strive to be your best, the best person that you can be. That's what Sean's Law needs to be, I think. Maybe I'll come up with one by the end of this episode. I don't know, but something that really is intense and makes you think. That's, that's what it needs to be. Uh, but what, what have I learned this year? Uh, it's, it's been kind of a, a crazy year, I guess you could say. All kinds of ups and downs and ins and outs and what have yous. Life does not stop and start at your convenience. Learned a lot. I did a lot of things. This past year was uh, a year of road trips. Uh, I've always wanted to travel. Last year I was supposed to go to Cuba, but that plan fell through. I never got to go anywhere. So I've never got to go on my international flight somewhere, which one day I hope to do. Somewhere exciting, far away, warm if I'm going and traveling in the winter. But thousands of miles I drove this year. Uh, I went to the East Coast with my dad and my brother, as longtime listeners of the podcast will know. Drove to the Sioux. Me and brother Curtis hopped in the motorhome with our dad, and we drove through the United States and ended up in Nova Scotia, and Curtis and I flew back. And dad continued on the trip with his girlfriend, who flew out as we flew in. So that was in May, and that was a lot of fun. Got to see rocks and trees and ocean and yeah the ocean for the first time so that was kind of cool it's really salty by the way you wouldn't expect it to be as salty as it is oh and speaking of back home 
A few weeks ago, I did an episode about uh, going back home, what it would take to move back to the Sioux, if that's what I chose. I did this whole episode about the logistics of moving back. And then I got a feedback, a comment from Richard from Australia, my favorite loyal listener. And he asked, okay, so you explained the hows and whatever, but you never mentioned why you wanted to move back home. And I've been thinking about that for the last few weeks. And that's a good question. Why would I want to move back home? It's, it's been 17 years since I've been up here in Timmins. What would be the point of going back home? Why? Why do I want to do that? And maybe it's uh, the thought of returning to my childhood, recapturing something that no longer exists. Thinking about that, speaking about that, really deeply contemplating it. Why? Why do I want to go home? I don't think there is a reason. It's just always been in my mind, on my mind, in the background. And I just need to accept that this is, this is where I am. This is my home. Maybe I'll move back one day and maybe I won't. It doesn't really matter. I just have to enjoy where I am. And, and that's, that's part of this year too. Learning to enjoy the surroundings and the circumstances I find myself in. Sometimes the only thing more dangerous than a question is an answer. Rule of acquisition 208. And then in August, uh, drove down to Atlanta, Georgia for Dragon Con. That was a two-day drive there and a two-day drive back. Got to see a lot of rocks and trees and highway and stuff. A uh, lot of cosplayers. It's really, really freaking hot in Atlanta. Once again, thousands of miles. Got to see some of the world that I hadn't seen before this year, so that was, that was kind of nice. And I guess that was me basically exiting my comfort zone. But also remind him of the 217th rule of acquisition. You can't free a fish from water. And if you listened to last week's episode with uh, my brother Robin, his rambling rant episode, he decided or came to the conclusion that 2019 was the year of mental health. And for a lot of ways, it was. Now, he thinks it's because everybody's smoking pot and becoming uh, introspective, but I believe I've always been introspective. But this year, for whatever reason, I guess I'd finally had enough and decided to get serious about my own mental health. And I started working on myself and trying to be the best version of who I can be. And I thought that was important. So in early spring, sometime, can't remember exactly when, uh, I kind of had a little mini nervous breakdown. Just felt stressed out and like I needed a change of some kind. So I reached out to my employee assistance program and uh, found myself a counselor. Been going for eight sessions once a month since I believe May. I thought this past December uh, that would have been my last one, but no, I still have one coming up in January, so that's exciting. Just to wrap up the entire thing and have our eighth session. I uh, learned a lot about myself because of it. Uh, things that I kind of knew, but didn't really acknowledge on a conscious level. I'm not strong enough to stay away. I can't run from you. Like a moth, I'm drawn into your flame. The main thing I took away was that I'd been living my life through fear or because of fear or preventing myself from doing things because I was afraid of stuff, such as not traveling, not asking the pretty girl out, not telling her how I felt about her. Damn!
not taking that job because I was secure where I already was. Not uh, not putting a deposit down on the Tesla Cybertruck because I don't know where my finances are going to be in two years. Just just stopping myself from doing things that, you know what, you only live once. Make the choice, take the risk, do the thing. What's the worst that can happen? You can lose out on some money? Oh well, whatever, it's fine, it's okay. Who am I? What have I learned? What am I becoming? Who have I been? Well, have you ever seen the movie I Love You Man with Paul Rudd? When I watched that, and this movie I believe came out in 2009, and I watched it a few years later, uh, yeah, that was me. I was Paul Rudd. I'm going to actually play the trailer for the I Love You Man movie at the end of this episode, uh, in between the two end credit segments. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, listen to the trailer. And that's me. I was always the girlfriend guy. Always had more lady friends than dude friends. Why that is? Don't know, just the way it always was, and more comfortable talking to the ladies. Have some dude friends, which is good, but more in the vein of Paul Rudd. And I've been trying to expand since then, since I watched that movie, and I'm like, oh boy, okay, so that's not good. So that's that's who I was. I was Paul Rudd in I Love You Man. And who am I now? Well, I, I can't think of a movie character that I am specifically, but I was trying to think of popular movies and stuff that you could relate to. Uh, let's think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who I want to be, of course, is Tony Stark slash Iron Man. I'm the best. You know, if I were Iron Man, I'd have this girlfriend who knew my true identity. She'd be a wreck. She'd always be worrying that I was going to die. Yet so proud of the man I'd become. She'd be wildly conflicted, which would only make her more <clears throat> crazy about me. Robert Downey Jr., who wouldn't want to be that guy. He's a billionaire playboy philanthropist and genius. And he always saves the day, and he's basically the hero and star of the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. But who am I uh, in, in my dark moments? Probably somebody like uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker or Chris Pratt's uh, Star-Lord. So I'm going to play a clip from the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And in this trailer, this seg segment here, Drax and Star-Lord are sitting around and they're talking to the lady who's an empath and she can feel feelings. So here it is. If I touch someone, I can feel their feelings. You feel love. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody. No, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No. <laughs> See, you stole everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed. <laughs> do me, do me, do me. That's me. I'm Star-Lord sometimes, but also, guess what? I was talking to my brother Curtis a couple weeks ago, and he said, Sean, you know what? Tell me, tell me, Curtis, what? He said, uh, I think you're an empath. And I said, what? What are you talking about? I'm an empath. Because you always read about empaths and, and how they take on other people's feelings and, and that kind of thing. And I never realized I was one of those people. But he, we talked about it for about an hour. And turns out, yeah, I think I'm an empath. And in fact, I'm a little bit of everything. I'll roll into one. I'm a Picked up a book here not too long ago called The Empath Survival Guide by Judith Orloff, MD. It's Life Strategies strategi strategies for Sensitive People. And there's a list of 20 questions in the book that I'm going to read to you guys. And I think I answered 
17 out of 20 of these in a yes manner. And it says here, if you answered yes or more to 15 questions, you're a full-blown empath. So I'm going to go through these right now. The first question was, have I ever been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Uh, yeah, pretty much all my life. Number two, do I frequently get overwhelmed or anxious? Don't really get anxious, but I can get overwhelmed. Yes, lots. Uh, next one, do arguments and yelling make me ill? Not physically sick, but uh, hurts my ears and just, oh, you know what? I, I can't stand it. So, kind of sickening. Do I often feel like I don't fit in? That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Trying to keep up you. And I don't know if I can do it. Oh no, I've said too much. I haven't said enough. Yeah, all the time. I've always felt like I was a little bit different from everybody else. Uh, do crowds drain me and do I need alone time to revive myself? Oh, heck yeah. Do noise, odors, or nonstop talkers overwhelm me? Yeah, it's true. I can't even go down the laundry detergent aisle in the grocery store without being overwhelmed by the smells. It's just too much. Uh, I know some nonstop talkers and cackling laughers at work. <laughs> and oh boy, can't stand them. Want to punch them in the face. And uh, what else have I got here? Do I have chemical sensitivities or, or a low tolerance for scratchy clothes? No real chemical sensitivities that I can think of. But yeah, I can't wear wool socks because it's just too much. Do I prefer taking my own car to places so that I can leave early if I want to? Uh, yeah. Do I overeat to cope with stress? No, I don't. So that's good. Am I afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? Mm, from time to time that can happen. Depends on people that it's been or occurring with. Come on, let's see where it goes. I don't want to steal your freedom. I don't want to change your mind. I don't have to make you love me. I just want to take your time. Do I startle easily? Yes and no. Now here's something you guys don't know about me. Uh, for whatever reason, survival mechanism, coping strategy, whatever, I get startled on the inside, but it doesn't show on the outside. You know when you're walking along and uh, somebody will beep their horn at you just to mess with you, and you're supposed to jump out of your skin? Well, I jump out of my skin on the inside, but there's no outward physical reaction, and people are always surprised by that. I was thinking about it, and I just, I don't react because I don't want to show anybody my weakness or that they've uh, somehow affected me. So, yes, I startled easily. Do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? I don't find that I do. Do I have a low threshold for pain? Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Getting tattoos? Worst pain of my entire life. So yeah, no, no tolerance for that. And, and when somebody gets a uh, paper cut, my legs shake and shiver because I can feel their pain. So yeah, I'm an empath. Uh, what else? Do I tend to socially isolate? Yes, I do. Do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? Yeah, I feel what you're feeling. It, it can be draining and overwhelming. Am I overwhelmed by multitasking and do I prefer to do one thing at a time? Yep. Do I replenish myself in nature? I think that I do. I love being by the ocean or, well, no, by the lake. I've only been by the ocean once, so I can't really say that I love that. But yeah, um, I love sitting around trees. I love reading the book outside. It's, it's great. 
Next one. Do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? Yup. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek, and you're listening to Soul Forge with Sean Vanderloo. Do I feel better in small towns or the country rather than large cities? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. North Bay, Timmins, the Sioux, medium-sized cities. I can get along there. Sudbury, it's too overwhelming. Toronto, ugh, it's awful. Georgia was absolutely crazy. So yeah, I get overwhelmed. And the last one, do I prefer one-on-one interactions in small groups to large gatherings? Oh, heck yes, do I ever. There's nothing better than a one-on-one conversation where we're talking late into the night. Now, I I like to uh, go to bed early, but if I'm having an amazing conversation, I can go all night. That was my favorite part of university, the the long philosophical chats uh, with a small group of people or just one-on-one. So, yes. So one thing I learned this year is that I am an empath. I'm also closer to... Star-Lord than I am Tony Stark, which is sad, but that's the way it is. Uh, What else have I got here for you? I've written down a bunch of different notes and so on, just so I can uh, organize my thoughts here. What else have I got? I have got, uh, well, Paul Rudd and I love you, man. And then I was thinking about my love style. And I always like to say that everything I learned about love, I learned from Commander Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, he's a lot like Tony Stark. He's tall, handsome, and bearded, and he's confident, and he's got all the ladies and whatnot. So I'm going to play a a clip here for you guys. It's uh, from an episode where Wesley, he's the uh, teenage awkward kid, and he's asking Riker for some advice. And so Riker plays out a scenario with Guinan, the bartender, and I'm just going to play the whole thing. What should I say? How How do I act? What do I do? Guinan, I need your help. Could you step over here a minute? Sounds simple enough. Now, the first words out of your mouth are the most important. You may want to start with something like this here. You are the most beautiful woman in the galaxy. But that might not work. Yes. Yes, it would. You don't know how long I've wanted to tell you that. But you're afraid. Yes. Of me? Of us, of what we might become. Commander? Or that you might think that was a lie. Maybe I do think it's a lie. Can you think I'm not sincere? I didn't say that. There's nothing wrong with the line. It's like a knock at the door. Then you're inviting me in. I'm not sending you away. That's more than I expected. Is it as much as you hoped? To hope is to recognize the possibility. I had only dreams. Dreams can be dangerous. Not these dreams. I dream of a galaxy where your eyes are the stars and the universe worships the night. Careful. Putting me on a pedestal so high you may not be able to reach me. Then I'll learn how to fly. You are the heart in my day and the soul in my night. I don't think this is my style. Shut up, kid. Tell me more about my eyes. And I've always loved that, the way he talks to her and the way she responds and the awkwardness of Wesley. Riker's who I want to be. Uh, Wesley was who I used to be. And and I'm becoming more confident in who I am. I also find that uh, along with the, the whole empath thing, I feel the feelings. And whether they're my own feelings or they're other people's feelings, that's, that's difficult to say. 
because I'm only starting to understand that uh, all along I've been this empath person. And people have always come to me, told me their stories, asked for my advice. That's the way it is. And, and I find uh, once in a while I'll have to explode my feelings towards somebody. Like, I'll be feeling something, and I'll have this overwhelming urge or desire to tell them exactly how they make me feel. Reaching for the phone cause I can't fight it anymore And I wonder if I ever cross your It's a quarter after one, I'm all alone and I need you now Said I wouldn't call but I lost all control and I need you now And I don't know how I can do without, I just need you Because I always live my life with fear, it takes me a long time to do that. But sometimes it just gets to the point where, listen, this is the way it is. I'm just telling you because I need you to know and I need to get it out of my system. Uh, I don't care what you do with that information. I hope you appreciate it and I hope we can talk about it. But if we can't, I get it. It's fine. But as long as you know, that's what, that's what counts. That's what's important. You know what else is important? And before I forget, all year long we've been on the ESO Network and I'm going to play a promo for another podcast. Here it is. For the past 12 seasons, Mike and Mike have been bringing you a weekly look at all things geek with reviews, discussions, interviews, and topicals from across the geekosphere. Now with geek life slowly returning to normal in 2021, join the Earth Station One crew as we look at the return of the summer movie season, preview the fall TV lineup, look at all the big conventions now happening along with other geek topics. You can listen to Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. And as always, Earth Station One is a founding member of the ESO Network. So there you go. That's a great podcast. Go listen to the Earth Station One and all the other podcasts on the ESO Network. They're great. They're awesome. Glad to be part of the team. Uh, That's another feeling that I have. And this year, this is the year of opening up, saying how I feel, letting people know. Uh, It's it's important to connect because they always say life is short. Tell people how you feel. Scream it in German because life is also terrifying. That kind of thing. There's so many memes. This is the year of memes. 2019, It's it's been meme overload. And if you guys aren't on the Soulforge uh, Facebook page or my Instagram, at Darth Vaderloo, you should be. I post all the memes. Uh, and you know what? Sometimes they're contradictory. And a lot of people think, hey, I saw your Soulforge post. Are you okay? And it's not always about me. Because it's not. It's life. And I, I'm just trying to help people uh, because people need to see that they're not alone. And that's what Soulforge is all about. It's talking about the uncomfortable things. Things that people don't want to talk about. People sometimes feel alone and like they're the only one going through it. And I can tell you, you're not. Uh, that's why I t- talk about all the things that I talk about. Another thing that I think that uh, maybe people don't acknowledge or maybe it's just me. Uh, I always feel like I'm living my life as if it were a movie and there's an invisible audience that's paying attention. Kind of like in Stranger Fic... Or Stranger Than Fiction, I think it was called, with uh, Will Ferrell. And he's the character, and he starts to hear the narrator. I've never heard the narrator, but I always feel like there's uh, an invisible movie audience watching my every move. But I've come to realize that that's not true. The audience, the theater's only half full. Uh, Most of the people are drunk and distracted. The other half are playing on their phones. And there's only a very few 
amount of people in the audience that actually care or are paying attention in any way whatsoever. And I've always felt people are more important to me than I am to them. Like I always felt like, uh, oh, there's Sean. You can take him or leave him. And I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'm just too sensitive. Maybe I'm overexpressive. Maybe I think too much. Going back to the year that was, did uh, a lot of travel. I'm trying to discover my authentic self. Spending time alone, like a few weeks ago, I had a vacation from work and I didn't go anywhere because I just needed to recharge and contain myself and rest and relax. And like I said in another episode, I believe, I spent one whole day just reading a book till my eyes got blurry. And that was pretty great. So yeah, that's that's the year that was. Platinum lasts longer than lust. Rule of acquisition 229. Maybe, but lust can be a lot more fun. Uh, made some connections. Uh, drifted away from certain people, started to find, or try to find at least, my authentic self, my truth. One thing that I've always had an issue with, of course, is telling people no. That That's hard for me because I always want to help people. And I'm also one of those people that I don't know if I'm afraid of, but I don't like confrontation. So sometimes I can seem a little bit wishy-washy on certain things because I want to say no but I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to say anything that they might disagree with or not like because avoiding confrontation is important to me. Well, no, it's not important. I don't want to be that person anymore, but that's the way I've always been. Uh, maybe that was kind of an unconscious thing. So I'm, I'm learning and I'm getting better. I'm learning to speak my truth, tell people how I feel. Uh, I can lear I've learned that no can be a complete sentence this year. So that's important. You don't always need to explain. If you're interested, you're interested. If you're not, you're not. So yes or no, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's how you feel. Live your authentic self. Speak your truth. This year, my brother Robin moved in with me. And it had been years and years since I'd lived with any family. So that, that's been quite the experience. Good in some ways, not so good in others. Uh, taking up a lot of my personal space, eating my food, that kind of thing. But it's, it's been good to reconnect with him and spend time with him, get to know who he's become. And we've done a lot of good podcast episodes together, like we did the, uh, the ghosting episode. And I'm watching him go through his change and his transformation and him trying to live, correct his mistakes or errors or just live and be positive and happy. And happiness is something that we're all striving for. And I've been reading a lot about happiness and how to get it. Uh, it's actually not uh, something that you're supposed to be chasing. Happiness comes from doing the real work, helping others. When when you help others and see that they are uh, are happy and fulfilled, that makes you happy as a byproduct, apparently. The sixth rule of acquisition expressly states... Never allow family to stand in the way of opportunity. I certainly never have. That's part of what this podcast is for. And when I get feedback from you guys out there listen, who listen... And you tell me what you think of the episodes and how it's helped you or whatever. It makes me feel really good. So that's nice. So you're probably thinking, what about uh, relationships and love and that kind of thing? The memes tell you everything. Like uh, my friend Heather shared a pretty interesting meme with me not too long ago. I'm just going to read it here. It's long, but I'm going to read it anyway. And she thought it kind of related to how I've been going on my journey this year. My desires in a relationship have changed over time. I no longer want someone who promises to always love me and never leave me. 
I need someone who understands that life happens and some, sometimes things don't work out. I don't want someone who sugarcoats things and never gets angry with me. I need someone to tell me how it really is and put me in my place. I need to be able to go five hours without talking to you and not feel lost or incomplete. I am complete without you. But with you, I want to be so much better. I want to be stronger with you. I want us to grow together and help each other grow individually. I don't need you, but I really fucking want you. And this may not work out, but the fact that you understand all of this, and this is how our relationship works, makes me think we've got a pretty good shot. So I read that, and I'm like, you know what? That That's pretty much it. That's That's exactly how a healthy relationship should be. You don't need the other person you want the person and and you need to be able to talk to the person tell them how you feel have open and honest communication because that is the most important thing i think you need to be able to talk to the person uh sure you know what it can get uncomfortable and it's not always easy but it's it's so it's so important and and that's that's really where it's at you know just connecting on that deep level and when it feels like magic and when you feel more alive when you're with the person that that's what you need like when somebody feels like light to you and you just feel so good around them and they make you feel alive that is the best feeling in the world I'll take your invitation you take all of me So that's really it. Uh, sometimes fate brings you your soulmate, uh, the person you're meant to connect with. Uh, sometimes it's good timing and sometimes it's bad timing. Uh, what you need to realize, of course, is that it, there's there's something there. And sometimes you don't see it because you're, you're in the same old habits. You're dating the same kind of people that you've always dated because that's what you're expected. And that's not necessarily a good thing either. Like just because society expects you to act a certain way doesn't mean you have to. You're your own person. If you feel a connection with somebody, whether that's your typical type of person or not, it's how you feel. So if you've, if you've always dated preppy people and that's not worked out for you, date, date a jock. Or if you've always dated douchebags, date a nerd. Or something like that. Just how do you feel? That's, that's what you need to ask yourself. You need to ask yourself the real hard questions. And, and that's what I've been doing this year. Digging, mining. finding things about myself. Uh, like for instance, what else have I learned? Well, not only am I an empath, I'm also an extroverted introvert. And what the heck is that? Well, I didn't know it was such a thing either until uh, about a month or two ago either. So it says here, if you relate to these 10 signs, you're probably an extroverted introvert. And uh, what is an extroverted introvert? Someone who is not an all or nothing extrovert or introvert. Let's see, so... You love being alone, you hate making small, shallow talk, or shallow, small talk, and uh, spending too much time around other people leaves you feeling drained, irritable, and sometimes even physically unwell. And other times, uh, you don't you don't resonate with all of those. Uh, you have plenty of friends, so you enjoy meeting new people, and even though you prefer meaningful conversation, you're actually pretty good at making uh, light chit-chat. If that uh, applies to you, then maybe you're an extroverted introvert as well. Now, I've mentioned a lot about Star Trek throughout this episode, and speaking of introverts, one of the biggest introverts on Star Trek The Next Generation was Reginald Barkley. You, you don't know what a struggle this has been for me, Commander. 
Well, I'd like to help if I can. Being afraid all of the time of forgetting somebody's name, not, not knowing what to do with your hands. I mean, I, I am the guy who writes down things to remember to say when there's a party. And then when he finally gets there, he winds up alone in the corner, trying to look comfortable examining a potted plant. You're just shy, Barkley. Just shy. Sounds like nothing serious, doesn't it? You can't know. And could I relate to him? Uh, not to the extreme that he was. He was, uh, he was a special character, a special case on the show. Always messing things up and running late and uh, having uh, addictions to video games. It was, it was the holodeck, but uh, video games are the equivalent now. I don't really play video games. But I, I can relate to a bit of his shyness, or at least I could. In this clip here, he's really vulnerable, and he's expressing who he is. And it's not easy for the character. And he's wearing his heart on his sleeve. And to a certain extent, that's what I do as well. I wear my heart on my sleeve. This is who I am. You just have to accept me for this. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pretending to be someone I'm not. I've got my flaws, my vulnerabilities, my strengths, all the things. It's what the Soul Forge is about, expressing your humanity. I'm a human, you're a human, we're all humans. We just have to accept who we are. So let's see at the ten signs here. Your energy level is closely tied to your environment, as in you're sensitive to, to your surroundings, uh, it matters how your environment looks, what kind of music's playing, how many people are present, and the noise level, that kind of thing. Second one, you find people to be both intriguing and exhausting. People watching, yes. Meeting new people and hearing their life stories, fascinating. Spending almost every night hanging out with friends, not a chance. Outgoing introverts enjoy meeting new people, but can only endure so much socializing. Yeah, that's me. Number three, certain people and interactions drain you while others recharge you. You have a few friends you could hang out with practically forever. It seems like you never run out of things to talk about. Being with them is easy. You actually feel better after spending time with them, not drained. And you act pretty outgoing around them. Other people tire or bore you and you need to get away. Being alone is better than settling for second-rate company. True. Number four, you can be charming, but also deeply introspective and reflective. And I like to think uh, my awkward, nerdy, flirty charm is one of my best features. Uh, but according to the article here, you make small talk when it's expected, of course, uh, because you know it can lead to deeper, more authentic conversation. People feel comfortable around you, and you easily get others talking and opening up about themselves. When you're out with friends, you make sure everyone's having a good time. However, most people don't realize how in your head you really are. Although you appear super easygoing, your mind is always running. Yeah, that's me. Number five, when you feel rested and recharged, you reach out to others. Often you're the only one who organizes social events for others. Playing the host is ideal for the extroverted introvert. It allows you to spend time with people on your own terms. But when you run out of energy, you're out. And like a true introvert, all you want is a little hibernation at home. Yeah, that's me. You need time to warm up in social situations. Oh boy, do I. Uh, your first impression belies your real personality. At first you come across as quiet and reserved, but once you feel comfortable, you have no trouble chatting. You won't spill your life story or indulge your insecurities to someone you've just met, but you will reveal intimate details once trust is built up. The better someone gets to know you, the more extroverted you seem. Yeah, that's me. Number seven, it actually takes less energy to say what's on your mind than to make small talk. You make the darkness disappear I feel found when you stand near I know where I am 
True extroverts rarely struggle with what to say. It's easy for for them to make chit-chat and talk with ease about virtually any topic. But not so for most introverts. Many introverts find it difficult to force small talk. They'd rather talk about big ideas or connect in an honest, authentic way. This is especially true of extroverted introverts. It's far easier for them to say what's on their mind than to fake a rousing discussion about the weather. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that describes me pretty well right there. And number eight, you're selectively social. Although you gain a lot of satisfaction from your relationships, unlike a true extrovert who don't have the energy to maintain a large social network, or you don't have, uh, plus you don't click with just anybody, so you make your limited people energy count by investing it into just a few close relationships. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's a large work environment, and there's all kinds of people there. Uh, there's only a few people that I really want to talk to, hang out with, chat with, or spend time with out of work. So... If you're, if you're in that small circle, then uh, you're pretty friggin' special and important to me. And you, you just need to realize how much it means to me to have you in my life. Uh, number nine, you have no interest in trying to prove yourself in a crowd of strangers. At networking events or parties, you're not someone who works the room, nor do you feel the need to draw a lot of attention to yourself. Yes, you can see the value in making connections with others, and you especially love those rare moments when you meet a like-minded soul. But you'll probably never be the most popular person in the room, and you're okay with that. And number 10, you're often confused for an extrovert. Your friends and family don't buy that you're an introvert because you're just so social. In fact, it may have taken you a while to realize that you're an introvert because you play the extrovert so well. Now you find yourself constantly having to explain your introversion to how you get your energy. Unfortunately, most people don't get it. Keep in mind that there's no wrong way to do introversion, and we all act introverted at times and extroverted in others. You can be outgoing and still be an introvert. It's all about understanding your needs and honoring your own style, even if that means being the life of the party one night and then binge-watching Netflix alone the next. So, that's a lot of reading, but I've learned a lot about myself this year. I'm learning more and more what I want out of life. I'm learning to be my authentic self, say how I really feel, let people know what they mean to me, and it's always going to be a work in progress you're you're never finished being your complete self it's uh it's, it's gonna go along forever i know i'm no longer uh Paul Rudd and I love you, man. I'm not Wesley. I'm not Star-Lord. Uh, I'm becoming more and more like Stark or Riker. I, I don't want to be fully those guys. I want to be my own self. And just, just be who I am. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Let's hang out. But only for a short time. Or maybe a long time, depending on what you mean to me. So, who are you guys? What have you learned this year? I would really love to hear all about how you're living your life and what you've learned in 2019. So, like I said, I've learned that uh, fear has been a dominant force in my life, but it's not the case anymore, because I can do the things, I can do everything, I can do all the things, I am doing everything. And that's the little mantra that I sometimes tell myself when I forget to not be afraid. So, that's the end of uh, 2019, I guess. Don't think there'll be an episode next week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas holidays. If you get any, I only have uh, the 25th and 6th off. I'm not really going anywhere. But maybe you guys have a whole week or two weeks off. Enjoy it. If you have some time, send an email to uh, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Tell me about what you learned or what you're looking forward to in 2020. 
love to hear from you guys. In accordance with the 74th rule of acquisition, knowledge equals profit. Leave a five-star review in the podcast store of your choice. Maybe tell your friends about the episodes. I would love, what I would really love, actually, uh, is 10,000 downloads per episode. Right now, as it stands, I get between 50 and 75. Now, some of them are well over 100, depending on the topic, but I just, I'm just here to help people and talk about the things. People need to hear the things sometimes. So anyway, that's, that's just my goal for the next year is continue to expand, learn more about myself. And actually, I was talking to my friend Stephanie, and you've heard her on several episodes of the podcast, and she was asking me the other day, do you ever get tired about learning about yourself? And uh, sometimes, sometimes it's exhausting. Sometimes I just want to go have fun and not have to think about all the stuff. But I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing. I always want to be the best version of myself, be the best that I can be. And knowing is half the battle. Make connections with people. Get to know them. And you know, just because you're getting to know somebody or telling them how they make you feel and what they mean to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that you want anything from them other than having them in your life. So that's important to remember. I can get you off of my mind. Why do I keep wasting my time? Man, you make it easy for me. So why can't I make you love me? Going back to the top of the episode, do I, do I have uh, prime directives or commandments or rules or laws? Nothing yet. It'll solidify in time, but uh, basically, this is who I am, and I'm always becoming, and so are you. So I wanted to thank you guys for uh, continuing to stick with Soulforge Podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to my other podcast, the Rusted Robot Podcast, uh, you can do that as well for more uh, of my thoughts on geeky pop culture. This is a totally different uh, type of show from that, of course, as you know, but I have multiple facets and multiple interests, and here we are. So now I'm going to go take a rest because I've done a lot of talking. Thanks for coming by. And remember, intimacy is not purely physical. It's the act of connecting with someone so deeply you can see into their soul. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know the soul forge podcast is your best source for living your best life think about it will you marry me yes peter already booked the place we went for that long weekend so romantic so romantic she doesn't know she's on speakerphone that's where you guys had sex for the first time right wow marry him lock that tongue down girl so you're not gonna have a best man? Uh, here's the thing, Zoe. Peter's always been a girlfriend guy. All his dude friends just fell by the wayside. Why is it weird that I had girlfriends? Not that we're just saying you never really had a best friend is all. Well, who's your best friend? Your brother, Robbie. What's up? He's about the coolest guy I know. So what do I do? How do I meet friends? If you see a cool-looking guy, strike up a conversation and ask him on a mandate. Okay, you know what I mean? No. Casual lunch or after-work drinks. You're not taking these boys to see The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God, I love that movie. No, I won't. He just moved to L.A. His mother says he's so excited to meet you. I really enjoyed this. Awesome. Yeah, he got up in there. Like tongue? A whole bunch of tongue deep in my mouth. I'm Peter Clavin. I'm the realtor. Sydney Fife. Hey, check out these two. That guy needs to fart. He does seem to be clenching. Watch the leg. Boom. He farted in my open house. He sure did. I'm thinking it might be a little bit small. Totally, and it smells like fart. Hey, Sydney. I could be in Venice by five. I could do that. What's the mandate?
this is Amanda. He's the most beautiful dog in the world. Need a plastic bag? Or... Oh, no, I don't clean up after my dog. Damn it! How about cleaning up after your dog? You mind your own! What the f***? Society tells us to act civilized, but the truth is we're animals, and sometimes you gotta let it out. Try it. Ah! Respect the process. Ah! Yeah, you feel better? Yeah. Wanna get a corn dog? Yeah! Let's go. So what do you guys do for seven straight hours? Ah! Yeah, Pete! So is he your best man? It's way too early to tell. Sweet, sweet hanging. Truth is, I've been a girlfriend guy, but out of all those girls, you're the only one that wanted me to have my own life. It's like one of the most romantic things I could ever think of. What's up? Come on. Hey, geek! I just stepped in your dog's crap! <laughs> Take a ride! This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.